time for Wednesday's hour number two on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Bint. Korean dramas, movies, and even lyrics. Why is the world paying attention to Korean stories? From classics to modern masterpieces, time to dig deep into the charms of Korean literature. Check it out with Paul. I love the energy. <laughs> what, what, what? What? I it's love just... having you in the studio. I'm so very, fun. I love to be here with you, Ivan. Oh my god. I, I suddenly feel like I should tone down my voice like this. No, you don't have to. Yeah, I'll just I, do that for the intro. All right. Every yeah. Wednesday at this time, we'll introduce various Korean literature pieces to you and talk about their Korean culture I've, implications. Ivan, stop. You're, you're, not a, you're not a bass baritone, you're a tenor, okay? <laughs> you don't right. have to go there. It's fine. You have a beautiful speaking voice, a beautiful singing voice. Okay. You don't have to be me. Well, guys, the king has approved it. I'm not the king. <laughs> I'm, I'm Sir the king. Paul. Hey, Peter's the, the king. Hey, for the next two weeks, I'm going to call you a king. Okay. okay. What are you then? What do uh, I call you? A villain. <laughs> a villain, right, I see. Okay. So, um, it's been a while since we've met. Right. It is. I was lucky enough to be subbing for Peter you on a Monday, time, and we yes. had a glorious time together. So I'm happy to be here with you and for I the next couple of weeks. And I think that was the second week I came in. I started coming in as a guest. It was, yeah. So Peter was like, "I don't know who this fellow is. I, d- I don't like him. Just be careful." And I said, "No, I'm hey, sure Ivan is great." That's exactly the thing she told me. She was like, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta like get ready for Paul. You know, it's not gonna be an easy segment." It's not. No, it's going to be terrible. I'm sorry to the listeners. It's going to be really bad today. It's going to be awful. Just turn off now. <laughs> I, I told Paul already. Um, I, I try to read a lot. Yeah. I try, but I'm not really a bookworm in my blood. Okay? okay, but that's okay. So I don't know what we're doing today. I, I don't know how I'm going to lead this. I'm going to give full control to you. You have the keys, okay? Okay, that's all right. All right. I, I do want to ask you, though, what, what's the book that you're reading at the moment, or what was the last book you read? Uh, it's called After Dark. It's a book by Merck. Uh, Haruki. Haruki, Haruki, Haruki. Haruki. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, so you like that sort right of now? magical fantasy realism sort well, of. Well, I try to pick up anything that comes into view, and then I just start reading. Okay. That's that... been going so. It's been going okay so far. I guess. That's a good attitude to have. Okay. Thank you. Now, what's today's hashtag? I missed it. Okay. So here's the question. Yeah. versus Inmanchu. Do you know what the term I, is? I don't know what the term is. It's an abbreviation for, uh, do you prefer natural meeting for romantic encounters? Okay. Or artificial meetings? I'm like married, Ivan. Lo- Did they, didn't they tell you? I'm You're married. You're married? You're married? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a marriage immigrant. The only reason I'm allowed on the show is I've got an F6 visa. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, um, I'm sure she's not listening right now. So what are you? I mean, considering you and your wife. Oh, is natu- it a chamanchu or Natural meeting. Natural meeting every time. Yeah. I, no I wonder. Was, I, I am terrible at parties. Ah. I'm terrible at meeting strangers. I'm much better at sort of, you know, bumping into someone or working with someone and getting to know them, becoming friends. Well, let me be honest with you. You look like a party monster. Look... Did you guys see him conducting the piece, like the opening theme song, guys? I, I have been known to be a bit of a party monster, but with people I know, Ivan. Not what? with strangers. So is this going to be a party today? Because we know each other. I mean, if do you want it to be? Of course. Okay, right, we'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> For those of you who are wondering what the Daily Crew prefers, uh, all our pedonym and writers said they prefer natural meetings. I think, I think you have to. I, th- I think it's the best way to go. But of course, everyone's different. 
I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chamanchu versus him. I wonder if any of you guys are preferring artificial meetups. So if you do, let us know by commenting. All right. I think it's about time to jump straight into what you have in store for us. What do you have prepped? I have a brilliant book today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Sarah Louise Walsh is asking for the name of the book. I'm going to write it so you name can see it on the, the screen. Because okay. I know it can be difficult. Hopefully you can see it this time. The name of the is book it? is, is it showing? It's not showing up. It's Tongue. Uh, Tongue. T-O-N. <laughs> <laughs> G-U-E. Tongue is the name of the book. I'm sorry. I did, I did write it. So it's is there. it Hyo in Korean? Hyo, yeah. Oh. It's by Jo Kyung-nan and it's translated by Chi Young Kim. It actually came out over a decade ago, almost okay. 15 years ago. And I, I didn't pick it up until this year. Um, and I thought it's the perfect book for the week before Valentine's Week. Why is that so? Because Valentine's Week is all about the lovey-dovey uh-huh. and the couples. Yes. And the week before is for the single people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're saying that this book, Tongue, yeah. is an easy read for the singles, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's oh, for anyone who's who's had their heart broken. This is going to be the book for you. It's a, it's a tale of cooking, okay. of gastronomy, of love, and of revenge. All right, so it's dedicated for all the heartbroken souls out there. Yeah, and for those okay. who want to get revenge is on their exes. Sounds good. I'm curious about the author. Uh, yeah, well, uh, she is, um, she's unfortunately, she only has one book translated into English. Oh. This is the only one so far. Good news is we're getting a second translated book next year, June 3rd, 2025. I've got the date. Oh. The publishers have announced it. Wow. Uh, her name is Jo Kyungnan. Mm-hmm. She was born in Seoul in 1969. Uh, she studied creative writing at the Seoul mm. Institute of the Arts, which is one of these very big um, uh Uh, colleges for people who want to go into theatre, into filmmaking, into writing. And she made her fiction debut at the age of 28. That's early. Yeah, this was translated back in 2009. Mm -hmm. Our, Our writer this morning went... I think I read this a long time ago. Really? Yeah, she read it maybe in 2007 when it was first published in uh, mm-hmm, Korean. Mm-hmm. But her work has been published in German, Spanish, Dutch, French, Polish, Italian, Vietnamese, Ooh. Japanese and Chinese and English. So you can find it everywhere, I guess, if you not, try to. Not quite everywhere, but certainly I think this story in particular is really impactful mm-hmm. and really universal mm. and really quite horrible. Horrible? Yes. Ooh, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, you should be. And uh, the good the good news is, you're in good hands with the translator. Oh, am I? Yeah, Chiyoung Kim. Um, you've probably heard of "Please Look After Mum." Oh, yes, 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 yes. She yes. translated that. Really? Yeah. So she's been around for a long time, and she was the first sort of mega Korean to English translator. Oh, I see. Yeah. Back in the day, they used to call it "yokuni" in Korean. Mm. I think. Uh, yeah. Still call it that way, "yokuni." I I don't know. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Maybe like Bonyok translated by, I don't know. Yeah, Pretty yeah. Cool. so the Bonyokka, Bonyokki. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and we featured her last year. She translated the award-nominated Whale oh, by Chung Nung Wan, that brilliant book. Yes. Okay. Uh, so whenever her name's on the book, you know you're going to get a good translation, and mm. this is no exception. I can't wait to hear what you have ready for us. I'm very glad because we're coming up to the first excerpt. Right, you're going to read it for us, right? Well, do you want me to? Of course, because you're the drama king here. Then say please. Please, Hyung. Okay. Hyung I'll, Please, Hyung right. I'll tell you what. Okay. I'll give you a first excerpt. This is going to be from almost the very beginning of the book. Okay. It is going to be food themed and it's all about pizzas. Pizzas. Looking forward to how you're going to sort this out for us. Okay. Let's check it out together, guys. Beep. It's the oven timer. 
I topped the dough with sun-dried tomatoes, thick slices of mushrooms, basil leaves, and mozzarella rounds, sprinkle two tablespoons of olive oil over it all, and slide it into the preheated oven. It bakes for 15 minutes until the cheese melts, the crust browning nicely. And then we have today's dish, sun-dried tomato and mushroom pizza. Today, I don't think I can make little snacks to share with the students or talk about the weather just like it's any other day until the pizza's done. I explain to the students how to dry tomatoes at home using their ovens. Sun-dried tomatoes have a more intense flavor and scent than fresh ones, but they're an expensive speciality food. I still have 10 minutes. I reach into the basket in front of me and hold up whatever my hand closes around first, an apple. Variety and spontaneity are two of the most important things to keep in mind when you cook. Everyone focuses on the apple I'm holding at eye level. In the Middle Ages, monks believed that this fruit contained the will of the Creator. The apple was said to taste of nature, of mystery, of the shapes of clouds and of the sound of wind rustling the leaves on trees. But the monks forbade its consumption, all because of the sweetness that filled your mouth when you took the first bite. They believed this sweetness was a temptation, one that would get in the way of concentrating on God's words. And after the sweetness dissipated, a tart, acidic zing lingered on the tip of your tongue. The monks thought this was the taste of poison, of the devil himself, this sweet, sour, tart taste of an apple. It's this taste Eve found irresistible. If you don't like mushrooms, you can use an apple instead. Slice an apple into pieces about five millimeters thick. You'll be able to experience something different. In contrast to the mushroom's light blandness. It's a little sweet, but the crunch can be very refreshing. I wish I'd picked up an eggplant instead. I'd never tried submitting or substituting an apple for mushrooms in a pizza. Lies. Was it his lies I'd wanted? The first taste of an apple, the serpent's words as sweet as honey. The second taste, banishment from the Garden of Eden, tart. Unlike other fruits that are soft when ripe, an apple should be firm. I slip the small paring knife from the knife block, the crowded home to twelve knives. Instead of cutting the apple crosswise, I slide my knife into it at a slant, creating a V-shape, carving out an indent, and pop the piece into my mouth. Arirang. 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 Arirang Radio. I'm pretty sure you guys are amazed how Paul pulled out this excerpt. No, they're not. They, I'm on every week, Ivan. But still. They're not amazed. They're I mean, used to me. I'm like I mean, part of the no, furniture. No kidding. You reminded me of my high school drama class teacher. I'm not sure if that's a good or a bad it's thing. It's so good. I was, okay. I was like, that led me into this whole arts business. All right. So much, so much of these like, you know, influences from artists around you, just but, like yourself. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, I love books and I love reading. And I have to say, it's a lot easier when you have an excerpt like this because mm. I love food as well. Mm. And the way that uh, Jo Kyung Nun writes about food, because mm-hmm. half the book is these incredible descriptions yes. of these dishes and tastes and mm. senses and the other half is messy revenge <laughs> but 
it sort of it sucked me in, and I mm. I read this straight through. I loved it so much. It's one of my favorite books of the year so far. Is it? Yeah. Well, my favorite part was the beep at the beginning. You were like beep. Wow. Open this ready. That's it. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. Peter, just kidding. when are you coming back, Peter? <laughs> hey, he cannot hear you from here. But anyways, um, Peter, right? Yes. And suddenly, out of the blue, Apple. I mean, have you never had apple on a pizza? I'm like Adam and Eve, and there's like the apple should be solid. I'm like, what? Apple on pizza? Yeah, the, the apple on pizza is a mistake. Who does that? Yeah, but she's in a bit of a distress situation. Her name is Jiwon, Jung Jiwon. Okay, and she's a chef, and she's also a teacher, and she's in her purpose-built studio, Won's Kitchen, trying to teach her students, but okay. she's distracted because she's thinking about her ex. And so Adam and Eve, the apple, temptation, banishment, all Uh these things make her think of her relationship. That's the symbolism in there. It is, very much so. But I have to be honest with you, I am a huge pizza guy. Mm. Like, I could finish the whole pizza. Like, that's that's not was. difficult. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, 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 have you seen the size of me? I, but, but still, my yeah. point is, apple on pizza, it's worse than Hawaiian pizza. Hawaiian pizza is delicious. What are you talking about? Hawaiian pizza? You're Canadian. Hawaiian pizza comes from Canada. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It was made by a Greek restaurateur in Canada. He was the well, first person to put pineapple Greek on pizza. he's a Greek restaurateur. That's the in whole point Canada, of it. In Canada, an immigrant. <laughs> hey, I must be honest with you. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of baked fruit. Like fruit in an oven? We're going to fight. doesn't work out. Like, ugh. I don't know, man. It's not for me, not for me. But anyways, great okay. descriptions. As you were reading, I was able to like picture the whole room yeah. right there. Yeah, but we, we need to get onto the story now. Yes, we this do. Because is, this is going to get interesting. So take us away, please. Okay. All right. So we, we have her ex. Mm-hmm. We have her. The third member of the family is her ex's elderly dog, Paulie. Okay. And it's now just her and Paulie. They're, they're alone in the house. He's left for another woman. Oh, for another woman? Yeah. And so she decides to give up teaching. Mm-hmm. She goes back to the old restaurant where she used to work, Restaurant Nove. Mm-hmm. And she was there for a decade and left to set up this new studio that her architect boyfriend designed. And now... Oh, no. And now things have changed. The chef is like, what are you doing here? But okay, come back, come back. And so then we alternate between the comfort and the hustle and bustle of the kitchen mm-hmm. and the love of food and then the heartbreak of being at home and thinking about your ex who was with a younger, prettier woman who used to be one of your own students. So I can already sense the revenge. It's like, it's going to get messy. It's coming. It's coming. I can can totally tell. Yeah, and we learn about how she met him, how how when she cooked for him, she would look at his face and Mm. see his reaction, and that's how she Mm. fell in love, but now he's gone. And the thing is, it's not just her who's heartbroken. Paulie, the dog, is also heartbroken because... Oh, no, Paulie! He was... Her ex's dog. Oh, no. What and a so terrible man. We go through month after month of this heartbreak, and we see her changing because of the cooking and the food and the way that she talks about the ingredients. Mm-hmm. But then Paulie is getting worse. Oh. He's misbehaving. He's wrecking the house. He's pooing and peeing, peeing everywhere. Oh, no. And when she gets home, she's too tired to even deal with it. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then we learn that she actually caught her boyfriend in the act. In their own kitchen. She thinks back to that time. Ah, and, and she's working there right now. No, no, with her kitchen at home. At home. Oh, in the home. No. With his new girlfriend. And so what? this is all swirling around her brain. Her ex comes for a visit to see Paulie, which he should be doing more often, but he doesn't. And she's like, please come back. Okay. You know, I love you. I love you. I want you back. 
he's not interested. And so the only sort of gratification that she's getting in her life uh-huh. is one, in the food that she's making and eating. Apple pizza? No. Just forget about the apple pizza. Well, the whole comment session, you guys are all like, apple and pizza, what is that? Siska's saying they've got durian pizza, okay? okay. Which also sounds delicious. <laughs> so it's in, only in the food and only in her fantasies mm-hmm. that she's sort of getting any satisfaction. And mm-hmm. this is where our second reading is going to come in. I cannot wait to hear the second episode. Are you ready for uh, well, this? Uh, I'm ready for it, but I'm not sure whether you will be. <sighs> is it going to be that messy? That dramatic? You're just having to wait and see. Okay, my fist is clenched on to myself right now. Let's go, Pitnim, let's check it out. I don't shrink from the fear of gaining weight. For me, the pleasure I get from eating trumps that fear. The taste bud is like a diamond, getting shinier and sparklier the more you polish it. The person with a good appetite is one who wants to live. In the same way, the sense of taste is the first to go when a person loses the will to live. Some people feel alive when they play music, and others feel invigorated when they write or when they shop. These days, I'm energized when I eat. I'm ready to eat anywhere, at any time. And there's something in particular I want to eat, an all-consuming desire. When you can't have something, the desire for it becomes more powerful and intense. I'm staring at the biggest and deepest hole in his face. His tongue moves around, supple like the tongue of a fish, like a bird's tongue wrapped in soft cartilage, moving carefully with concentration, like it does when it's eating the tastiest thing. The person I Love now is Seiyan, the dark hole says. Like the bumpy, scaly tongue of a four-legged animal, it's stiff, rough, reddish-black. I stare at his red tongue, I want to suck on it one last time. Like a truffle, a tongue renders a woman and a man in a gentlest state and is easy to chew on, light and soft. I take a step toward it. You told me with that mouth that you loved me. I'm close enough to swallow it whole. Hold me just one last time, I beg. Don't, he says, and pushes me away forcefully. I'm hot, like boiling oil. Like a starving person, I crave his tongue. My throat is already lengthening and opening wide, like that of an always accommodating goose. He pushes my puckered lips away with his hand and backs up. I'm going to wait for you, I warn him gently. He licks his lips with his dry tongue, his tongue that looks parched, as if all the juices have drained out of it and says, that's never going to happen. At one point, it was a familiar and beautiful tongue, filled with admiration and praise for my body as if it understood and explored me. I grab and swallow the whole thing down. His tongue resists in my mouth like a flopping fresh fish. I grip my mouth closed to stop it from escaping. My teeth grab it swiftly and mash it. My muscular tongue wets it with flowing saliva, works it, flips it, moves it deep into my throat. My tongue bends back to push it in deeper, to shove it down completely. Nothing. Not one piece, not one drop escapes from my mouth. It slides perfectly into my stomach. All the nerves in my body vibrate faintly like the end of a needle, and finally I heave a breath out. (sighs) My tongue, remembering the dish I've just tasted, licks my lips. The food, 
I eat in my imagination is more powerful and particular than what I consume in reality. Just as a dream feels very real seconds after you awake from it, just as a person thinking about killing someone first tries it out in his dreams, you go over it again and again in the imaginary world because you're deprived of whatever it is you want because there's something in you that misses it. An unfinished piece of art. Human beings sprint toward pleasure. Unfortunately, they feel pain, a joining of sensations more easily than pleasure. Am I... Am I, am I getting this right? <laughs> Wait. So, from what you just said, what you just read, she's chewing down her ex's tongue. In her fantasy. Her she fantasy? wants to possess him. She wants to own him. She wants him to be with her. That is severe depression. <laughs> uh, it's more than severe depression. I think I think you could you could diagnose it uh, more strongly than that. Oh my god. Yeah, but she's having these fantasies even though he's just rejected her in her fantasy. Uh -huh. It's almost like she's swallowing him whole. Oh my gosh, in her fantasy. Yes. While baking this pizza? No, this, the, the pizza was long gone. Okay. I said forget okay. about it. Okay. So, so in my picture, I was like, she has the oven baking right now. No, and she's, she's, cook, she's, she's cooking, cooking steak and foie gras <laughs> and salads and pastas okay, and other okay, things. Okay. Sorry about that. I'm so stuck with the, uh, the apple pizza. Okay. You Canadians with your pizza. <laughs> so, but the yes. thing is, he is unachievable, unaccessible. Mm -hmm. He will not be with her. He is yes. happy and in love with she his girlfriend. She pushed her back. Yeah. So she's just got to get on with her life. Mm. And she's, she's trying her best. And with Paulie, it's difficult. She walks him, she plays with him, but mm -hmm. she's not a replacement for her ex. She okay. can't be for the dog because dogs love their master or exactly. their mistress. Exactly, and the ex-boyfriend is the master. Yeah. And thing is, her ex and his new girlfriend mm -hmm. insult her in the worst way possible at work because they book a table with their parents <gasps> and ask for her to cook the dinner. Wait, 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 wait. They did this? Intentionally? Yep, they've asked so for her like to cook. So this is like in Korea. Yeah, this is really is seriously nasty. It's like, a horrible like thing to do. Introducing your parents to each other. Yeah. That's like pre-marriage stage. Yeah, and getting your ex to cook for them. <gasps> and at this point, something within her snaps. And she's, she says, in the book, she actually says to herself, mm -hmm. I'll make you such good food that you'll want to kill me. Oh, so the best revenge is to make best food possible for the table. At this point... Apple pizza. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, continue on, please. I'm sorry. I'm breaking the mood right now. I'm sorry. But Humberto's saying 50 shades of Paul. Can we, can we call Peter? He, he will be back next week, won't he? Hey, I'll still be here. Okay, all right. Just leave the apple pizza. Okay, okay. All right. All right. So she keeps going. She, she cooks the meal. She keeps going. She goes on a research trip to Singapore. But oh. Singapore is where they went on holiday together. Oh, and she's memories. sort of tasting the foods they tasted together, visiting these old memories. Mm -hmm. And when she gets back, Paulie has become an even bigger problem. How bad? Well, he's really depressed. He's become more erratic. He's become aggressive. He started rolling in mud and bringing it into the house. He brings oh, a dead cat oh, into no. the house. And so she's got to oh, try no. and clean him up. But he is not cooperative. And this is where our third re reading is going to come in. As a dog owner, personally, bringing yeah. a dog, I mean, dead cat into the house, that is bad. And he was never like this. He was the most loving, lovely dog. Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait what we will read right after a song break that we're going to have just now. Ivan, can you make me a promise? Yes. To will not you... talk about... 
please, in part three, do not mention apple pizza. But like our listeners are loving that apple pizza kind of like um, distractions, you know? And you're a professor. Don't leave us. Don't leave us. He Wait, is stop. leaving. <laughs> Paulie is still baring his teeth, revealing his beastly side. I turn off the water and slide down to the floor. We sit in a puddle, our bottom halves wet, staring at each other. You can't do this, Paulie. I grab the scruff of his neck and raise him up, glaring into his eyes. A bite to the neck is a challenge to hierarchy. I sharply slap his skinny nose. If he continues to misbehave, the only thing left to do is stop feeding him. No, I lose my resolve and drop my hand. I shake my head. I have to think about what's best for this old dog. What would be the best for Paulie? As if waiting for a new challenge, Paulie breathes hard, looking seriously into my eyes. I turn away from him in a firm and exaggerated gesture so that he will understand it, even with his failing eyesight. I want to say, now we're over. I need to be firm. I don't have the right to keep a dog when all I do is just look at him. I have no right to keep Paulie. Paulie is here not because he wants to stay with me, but because he doesn't have a choice. A dog doesn't stay by his owner's side in the face of danger out of love or loyalty. He's merely waiting for what happens next. Humans think it's because the dog loves his owner, but a dog is only a dog. I grab Paulie in an embrace. Paulie's only a dog. He's merely his dog. Okay, I'll bring you back to him. I whisper into Paulie's ear so you can stop being like this, Paulie. The perfect place for this dog is the house he, Paulie's first owner, is living in. This is the last thing I can do for Paulie. Before I send Paulie to him, to them, I realize something. Even the most well-trained dog will not move the way we want him to, and a dog feels terror, desire, curiosity, anger, satisfaction, hesitation, and loss, just like us. A human instinctively wants to cuddle and protect a smaller and weaker being, furry and soft with big eyes and a round head, and when Paulie is not acting up, he is so beautiful and gentle and loyal. Even though I know she can't stand dogs, I dial her number, which I still know by heart, in the hopes that she will feel maternal toward him. Yeah, it's a it's a heartbreaking book, especially at this point, because earlier in the book we see how much affection she has for Paulie. Yeah, and when her ex was there, Paulie was so happy and had fun mm. with both of them. But now, with his master gone, he he like her, he's heartbroken. Ah, <sighs> and it's not the dog's fault, right? No, it's no, it's not. Situation in this it's an environment, but then like she's calling uh, her ex's current girlfriend. Yeah. Asking whether or not she can take him in. Yeah, and the, the the girlfriend has said to her to the ex that she doesn't like dogs. She doesn't get on with dogs anyway. But this is the last chance because what else? What else can, can she you want do? to do? Exactly. Um, and they do take they Paulie do. in. <gasps> okay. So the the current girlfriend opened her heart to to Polly. I'm. I can't say more. Okay. I'm going to say something happens. Ugh. I'm not going to say too much, but it's a betrayal of t trust for that dog that has always loved his master. 
and betrayal of trust for the woman that's always loved her ex. And that mm. moment sends things spiraling down in a very, very, very dark oh, direction. No. And it all culminates with one last recipe that's oh, going to、no. change things forever. I'm not going to tell you. Why not? What the recipe. But have you not listened to my segments before? Oh, well, I, I did don't last spoil、week. everything. But still, I mean, this is, I'm, I'm a special film, h e n I'm not going to be here forever. I'll tell you when the song breaks. Oh. No, if you, I recommend all our Arirang family, I will say, get your hands on this book, Tongue by Jo Kyung Nan, because it's absolutely brilliant. Sure, sure, bye. Yeah, it's, I'm going to get my hands on it. It's that dark, it's nasty, but it's also poetic. And, and the way that, that Jo Kyung Nam writes about food is just incredible. Is it? Yes.、Um, speaking of、um, food, I've got some messages here. Okay. Sophie says,、uh, It's a baker's life. I love Hawaiian beep.、Oh. Big mistake to put beep on a beep. <laughs> Lenny says beep on beep. I never eat beep on beep. I don't know. Humberto Mendoza says never beep on beep. No, please. And Siska、okay. says beep beep is yum. Ha 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 ha. We even have beep beep, Ivan. Beep,、mm-hmm. beep, beep mm-hmm. is good. Ha 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 ha. All right, for all of you who missed out on the first half of the show, don't say it. Would you mind、um, lowering the volume on your headphones just for a second? No,、I'm, you're not going to say it. H A W A I Hawaiian pizza that you guys are talking about. And apple pizza. You said you wasn't going to mention it. Well, I have so- to. You know, our listeners are truly important for us. But again, that's not the、are、point of the story. Are you saying that our listeners are more important to you than me? Um, Obviously. Peter would never say that. Well, I'm Ivan. <laughs> I'm just you know, kidding. Of course, you guys are all equally important to us, and you guys are all family. We're、I、all daily key fam, right? I thought it was King, King Paul <laughs> <the> next two <laughs> weeks. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Well,、uh, sorry for bothering you no, with,、okay. with all these、um, apple pizza stuff. That's okay. You're you going to see it in your dream. You know, you know what Dracula would say to you if he met you? What would Dracula say to me? Ivan, to suck your blood. Ivan, <laughs> to suck your blood. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay. Well, today's book was Tongue, right? Yeah, and, and I really recommend it.、Mm-hmm. I, I think that there is this whole idea of sort of revenge and maybe cannibalism and、mm. vampirism and、mm. these kind of things going on in there. But it's also really good at sort of reflecting how important Korean food is to Korean、uh, society. Yes, it's a soul. Yeah, I mean, the fact, I don't know other countries where they ask the question, did you eat rice when、yes. they meet each other? Did you eat rice? Yeah.、Um, and I have to say, people looked at me strangely up until fairly recently for eating alone a lot. Oh. I love to eat alone. I love you know, having a book and just enjoying a meal. Yes, there was But, a huge debate about it. Is it, yeah, is it com- okay? Communal、mm. eating is such a big part of Korean society. Yes, it is. Yes, it is.、Um, and the other thing I think is fascinating is、mm-hmm. this was written in 2007, and this was when foreign food was really sort of starting to flood into Korea. Yes.、And、I'm I'm not sure. When were you living in Korea? I was here in 2011. I arrived. Okay, so you were a bit after when things were really starting to mm, take off, mm. like Mexican restaurants in Seoul. Oh, you know. that was a news. Yeah, in, in 2000, though, we didn't have a lot of that. You、oh. might have the odd, the odd, quite frankly, bad Italian franchise, and that was about <laughs> it. Okay. But this period of time was when foreign restaurants were popping up and Korean diners were sort of. Starting to turn towards steak and pasta、mm. rather than the chigays、mm-hmm. and the tangs.、Mm-hmm. Um, so it's brilliant. I highly recommend it. It's a、mm. great book. The ending is <gasps> jaw dropping. Okay. Can I just ask you one question to hint out the book? Okay. Does it, does it have blood in it?、Uh, well, you can't cook without blood. Ah.、Uh. 
Cloud. You slide it out very well on that one. But well, thank you for introducing the book. It's uh, for all the foodies out there, especially when yeah. you uh, people that really enjoy food and you know all these descriptive writings about K food yes. would be another charm. It would be to add. It's like a cherry on top. Exactly. I've got one last message about food. Danielle B on YouTube says, "I would put beep on beep just once to see if it tastes good." And you know what? I agree, Danielle. <laughs> Danielle B, I would never do that, and I highly recommend you don't too. But anyways, what are you bringing in store for us next week? Do you want my one line review first? Oh, do we? You don't want it. You get to do it. Yeah. Oh, you don't. You don't want it. Take it away, please. One line review. A brilliant culinary revenge thriller that is at turns truly beautiful and deeply disturbing. Ooh. Yes. And next next week's book for you because you're an old romantic. I'm okay. bringing in a bit of romance for All Valentine's right. Looking Week. Looking forward to that. What is it? Endless Blue Sky by E. Hyosok, translated by Stephen mm. D. Kapener. Endless Blue Sky. If you've read it, uh, send in a message. Let us know what you think. That's going to be our Valentine's book. That it, Valentine's book. All right, obviously. I mean, this book today that we dealt with. For the singles. It's like a warm-up for the Valentine's Day, I guess. If you can look at it that way. <laughs> um, and thanks as always to the Literature Translation Institute of Korea for their help with copyright permission for this broadcast. Thanks to Jo Kyung Nan for her gorgeously creepy story and to Cheon Kim for her excellent translation. I'll be back next week with another book. Yes, and thank you, Paul, for joining us today. You can listen to Check It Out with Paul Matthews on Arirang Radio's Hashtag Daily K every Wednesday from 10am KST.